Andre, thanks for thanks for coming on the show today. I'm just really excited to have you. Yes, thank you for having me, and uh, I'm super excited. Yeah, uh, because you know you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And uh, hey, listeners and everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, I am your host, Charlie Shrem, and you're listening and watching another epic episode of Untold Stories. We're together twice a week. We get to have some fun, dive deep in this whole world of crypto, tell some cool stories and figure out, you know, where this whole thing is going, where we came from, why we, why? Like, that's the biggest thing. Someone told me yesterday, uh, Charlie, your show's really great. Actually, it was the guest who said it because you uh, ask such philosophical questions about why, why we're here, why we're doing this, decentralization, getting people out of disenfranchisement, create an equal playing field for everyone, create a new whole new bucket of entrepreneurs and, and wealthy people. And, uh, and that's what we do. And uh, it's been really exciting. Uh, I've been loving doing it with all you guys. And I'm really excited to present our next guest today, Andre Naiman. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on Untold Stories. Uh, you're a mathematician, a quant and professional investor. You're the CEO of, of Magic Square, which is whole, you know, I, you're taking on a huge challenge of building the app store for, you know, experiences in Web3. We, we go to the Apple App Store or Google Play and we, there's like community, there are, you know, centralized vetted apps for, you know, the app stores. And I think what you're doing by having community vetted crypto apps inside one single place with Magic Square, I think it's what we really need. And I was discussing this need actually with our guest yesterday. So it's like almost like I'm having a continuation of, of the conversation. Amazing, amazing. Charlie, thank you for having me here. And yes, I, I do believe that uh, our industry deserve a community vetted marketplace that uh, will actually make the life of uh, all the people that want to come into the crypto space much easier. Uh, because today for me, you know, I'm crypto space from 2013. And I love challenges. Uh, and crypto is challenging. You know, for a newcomers, if you want to understand what it's all about, it's complicated. And, uh, you know, if you're taking perspective of traditional investor, and, and trying to invest in, if you're talking about B2C, in project or products that simple to use. And crypto is not there yet. It's not ready for mass adoption. And our vision was to create something that people will understand without any learning curve. Because it's supposed to be like Web2, yeah, in terms of experience, but will provide the value of Web3. This is uh, all about. Uh, we are working on the project for a year and a half to deliver this dream. Uh, we started our beta tests a few weeks ago with uh, more than uh, 170,000 users registered so far. So I do believe that uh, the industry is ready for the crypto app store. Is, is, but that's a, big, that's a big statement. It's like you, you've been involved in early Bitcoin community. 
you were you know you're involved in the in the Ethereum ICO, so you understand the time lapse that we've that we've had over the last ten years, and what you know Magic Square is is something that we've all wanted, but the question was is is it ready? And so I certainly think that we are there. You certainly think that we are there. You know what type of experiences do you think need to be inside? this type of mechanism and and are we thinking too small like is where i'm you know i think of app store i'm thinking of web 2 on my iphone like a location that i know even on, on with mac or whatever am i thinking too small how how do you kind of envision this in the future great question so in traditional industry everything is built around discoverability Discovery engines, YouTube, it's discovery. Uh, app stores, definitely it's discovery. How do you discover your apps? I'm not talking about the trust, that you need to trust the apps that you find that are good to use. I'm just talking about the simple discovery. Today in crypto space, first of all, the space is very fragmented and it's fully controlled by exchanges. So in all the exchanges, you can find tokens, liquidity, you can trade, you can swap, and whatsoever. But it's I, from from my perspective, it's not the right value. The right value is adoption of the product of the companies. If the product is good, I want to use it. And if tokenomics is good, I will use the token of the product, but not vice versa. I'm not supposed to start with token and then to go to the product. I'm supposed to adopt the product. And the big question, how I discover these products? Uh, and in 2022, I still go to Google. Okay, let's Google it. Yeah. I want to play a game, and it's not an Axie Infinity that most of you know. I go to my browser, and I will just type what are the best play-to-earn games in 2022. This is the user experience that we anticipate to get. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's so funny, because I... I just did that. I went to Google and I was like, what's the best, you know, hotels of 2022 or what's the best blockchain app of 20? That's literally our discovery mechanism. I did that like an hour ago. <laughs> but it's, you're right. That's not one of the best things about Spotify. And I, I am a lover of, I listen to music every single day. It shapes, it's funny because uh, it shapes our world, right? And it, it allows us to get deep into our feelings. Spotify took my, takes my like 10 year span of music since I was a child, longer than 10 years. It actually has it, it has my music since 2007. So we're talking about almost 15 years. It has my music and it, it, it's a discovery mechanism for new music. I've found artists that I used to listen to as a child that I've forgotten their names. I haven't heard these, these songs just because through listening to the music of today, and it knowing what I like, it brought me back to the old artists of my childhood. And actually, I've been listening to so much Israeli music again, just from that, just because I grew up listening to, you know, listening to Israeli music and everything. I'm back at it. I can't stop listening to like Yoram Gaon and all these different artists, like Arik Einstein, all these people just from like of my youth, just because it's just what Spotify wants me to listen to. So I get the whole discovery world and and it does not exist in crypto at all nowadays. It's not. And we just, you know, the interesting 
think about these sizes, we need to compare the traditional industry and the app store. You know that you know more than 100,000 apps are listed in app store per month. And the big question, okay, how many apps are exist in crypto space? How they're alive? How many new apps production ready released per month? And the, our industry is still tiny. We are just in the beginning. Yes, it's, the number is growing. And the biggest challenge, by the way, for developers to distribute their app, what are the main distribution channel channels for our apps that we develop? The answer there is isn't probably, any. You know, yeah, or, you, you don't have, no, there is no any distribution channels. And Telegram and Twitter, there are not distributed channels for your apps. You need a source, a platform that will assist you to distribute your apps. And once, first of all, it's not exist and for a reason. And the, the question was, if the market is there or not, if it's ready or not. And I do believe that we're in a phase when the market is ready. It's ready because we see more developers coming into the crypto space. They're developing their app and they need a space to distribute their app. Uh, so uh, this is why uh, we see a very big attention to the magic square, both from the investor side and, of course, you know, from the developer side. Uh, if I will teach you once the market is situated and I will tell you, okay, let's come to the magic store and list your app, you probably will think twice. Today, our pitch is so easy because we have a zero competition. What does the, the Magic Square look like right now? So Magic Square, we started to list apps a couple of weeks ago. Right now in our pipeline, 150 apps, 60 of them are listed. And listing process, it's not controlled by us. It's not a centralized process. It's fully decentralized one controlled by the community. When 250 people need to evaluate every single app before it listed. And validation, it's not a simple yes or no. It's a very complicated process divided by five categories, uh, 70 different questions that need to uh, they need to evaluate before the app, uh, app is listed. If the average score going to be four and above from all those 250 people, the app will be listed automatically. The entire uh, validation process is on chain. It's very transparent. Uh, the validators chosen randomly. So I'm trying. We are trying to build the company that really controlled, not by us. I don't want to be the gatekeeper. So I, explain more, like the the this consensus situation. So if so, so if I write uh, an app, you know, like a smart contract application that uh, is maybe like uh, airline insurance. If I, I send money to the contract, if if uh, if my flight is missed, then uh, it sends me money back, and so, or if my flight get canceled or whatever, and I bundle this into a nice application, and I'm using, you know, the Ethereum blockchain and, and smart contracts and the Chainlink Oracle, and I want to put this into Magic Square. What's the process like? The process you need to uh, open Magic ID. Magic ID. First of all, the basic unit is you as a person, and you need to create Magic ID. The Magic ID is our decentralized ID. Uh, you can put in this ID all your personal information, aggregation of your wallets, your social networks, your control access 
to different yeah. platforms with this Magic ID. And once you have Magic ID, you can become a developer and you need to go through the listing process. It's very simple. You need to add some information about your app, about your team, uh, to add all your smart contracts. If you have a smart contract, they're supposed to be edited or audited. And uh, you need to provide us with the last audit. Uh, the audit is supposed to come with known company. Uh, once you're loading all of this uh, and you're confirming that the data is correct, uh, you need to send to smart contract 10,000 tokens, uh, SQR tokens. When sorry, 5% out of these tokens going to be paid to validators into the game. We have 50 validators one day supposed to be QA engineers, yeah, qualified engineers, and 200 uh, people, startup people like me, like me and you. Yeah. And 250 people will go over the process. They will answer different questions. Okay, does you you see that the content is it's a great one? It's not violent. It's not weapon. It's not this and that. Yeah. And you need to go and to understand that the audit uh, supposed to be done for the last con last available smart contract. Then you will need to answer questions about usability. And many many others. Once you're completing to answer all those questions, you're confirming it, and we are collecting all the reports from the validators. So this this is the, the consensus. It's not a simple one. It's not as I mentioned. It's not yes. No, it's a very very unique, very unique one. Actually, it's interesting. You gave me an idea um, about the the auditing part of it um, that I'll tell you about a little bit later, um, but. What's up? You said this thing, Magic ID. What is that? Magic ID, you know, uh, a year ago, uh, we saw a new terminology called SSI, self-sovereign identity. It's your identity that you control. So Magic ID is SSI. Yeah, it's your information stored on your device, controlled only by you. So if you want to access any application, they can request to get your data, your wallets, your personal information, access to your social networks. And you can provide them this access or not. And at any point, you can redeem this access. And in the future, I believe that, for example, I'm as an, a very active person, and you want to get my information, I would ask you to pay for it. I like that. So, we are talking about a new model of control of my identity, my personal information, and everything that I do in the platform stored as a part of my identity that I can sold at any point or just share it. Guys, I am so excited to talk about our newest presenting sponsor, SafePal. SafePal is an all-in-one solution. You got a beautiful hardware wallet. You have this amazing fireproof cipher you got a mobile wallet, an extension wallet similar to MetaMask. You're talking about an all-in-one solution for all of your crypto needs. Founded in 2018, SafePal is a Binance Labs-backed, Singapore-based company, uh, the venture arm, where their mission is to make crypto secure and simple for everyone. You got cross-chain swapping, trading services, and more. SafePal supports over 
40 different blockchains. I mean, check this out. Look at this. If you back up your private seed in this beautiful metal safe pal backup here and you keep it in your safe, fires or water or nothing degrading over time, you should not be backing up your crypto on pieces of paper. I mean, look at this. Look at the S1 here. It's so cool. This is the hardware wallet you're talking. I'm used to using the Trezor or the Ledger wallet, but SafePal is a lot better because not only do you get the hardware wallet and the backup cipher, but you also get the mobile wallet, the uh, extension on your Google Chrome or whatever Firefox you use. So it all works together. You don't have to worry about man in the middle attacks and everything like that. You can go to safepal.com, use the coupon code Charlie, and you'll get any of these amazing products the extension wallet is free, the mobile wallet is free, the hardware wallet and the backup are really, really well priced. It's all super safe and secure. And I love it. I mean, there's no other way you should be using your crypto than SafePal. Do you think that that encryption can be broken in the future? What what are these base what is SSI based off of? Is it AES 256? Yep. Exactly. So broken, if we are talking about quantum computers, I think yes. But uh, with quantum computers, we will definitely will change the encryption model. What do you think about encryption in general? I got into, I just fell into like a big deep rabbit hole of, of cryptography and encryption. I was learning the differences between asymmetric and symmetric encryption and things like that. Are you, are you uh, a follower of that? Yeah, yeah, I love this. <laughs> I love the encryption. I... What I love about the uh, cryptocurrencies, it's not about uh, you know, it's not a liquidity, it's nothing. It's, it's about the technology that we are using, uh, and it's thrilling. Yeah. Uh, so I I see the development of all the chains starting from Bitcoin and Ethereum, and uh, right now it's an era of uh, layer yeah. two uh, layer two platforms, layer two chains. And I love it. I think that uh, we the yesterday I have an AMA and as guys, you know, right now this month I have two events that I really anticipate them. One of them is uh, September seventh, and one of them September fifteenth. And what are they? The first one, September fifteenth, it's uh, we are moving to POS with Ethereum. Yeah, it's and my my wedding one, anniversary too. <laughs> <laughs> You're and it's and it's the day I got out of jail too. It's a big day, and it's the Ethereum merge. That's so funny. <laughs> really cool. And the second one, I'm a big fan of uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> so uh, this day, Apple will uh, uh, show their new products, the new iPhones. Yeah, There's some 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 very exciting big things happening in the next you know, few weeks, what's going to happen with, with like usernames and passwords? Is that going away? You know, going back to magic ID, is that what we're going to be using in the future? All of us? It, it's first of all, with magic ID, it's much simpler to manage your identity. It's much, much, much more secured. You can monetize your identity. And, and I believe that web three identities, they're much stronger than web two identities. First of all, encryption-wise. Second of all, in terms of usability. Yeah. So I can collect all my information down my life, and it belongs to me. It's not belongs to Facebook or Google. Yeah. 
This is what I love about the Web3 identities. And it's definitely the future. Uh, and how you recognize if it's trendy or not. Uh, you can just Google it, yeah, and you will see enormous amount of new companies popping up into the Web3 space of uh, Web3 identities. Uh, and uh, and I, I really love it. I don't know, you know, right now there is no standard of Web3 identities. And there's a few companies that are trying to standardize it. But uh, in the future, we'll definitely we'll see a standard of Web3 identity, how it's stored like GDPR uh, regulation in Europe. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, it's, it will open a lot of new possibilities uh, for the users that at the end of the day, each one of us trying to monetize himself. For example, okay, I have a big community. How can monetize my my community? And uh, probably uh, as a part of my Web3 identity, I will have all my socials, engagement uh, mm. scores, and I can easily, like with Google PPC, I can put a price mark on my identity. It's so cool. And your identity, your data, your social, and it's almost like, it's not about monetizing everything it's just about being able to be paid for the things that we're not being paid for now it's not like everyone wants to go out and start their own community and things like that not everyone wants to wants to do that you know you've addressed we've addressed like two big problems in the crypto space like the the app store the username problem uh i'm surprised that you're excited about the ethereum merge because i would think that you would be like a big proof of work maximalist or something like that. Uh, I'm like a decentralization maximalist. I, I, I really love proof of work from one hand. From the other hand, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, sustainability. I love the nature. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the biggest problem with proof of work that uh, it's controversial to the uh, sustainability things. I don't, I, I understand that whole debate, but I don't understand how proof of stake, you know, Ethereum is lucky that it has the distribution that it does. And even, even the distribution that it does is maybe not fully because a lot of people are holding on to, to large amounts and the staking voting is going to be largely in the hands of these large individuals or whatever. But it also had the benefit of being proof of work for like six years. And it gave it the ability to like get to its scale. My fear is that a lot of blockchains will now just launch proof of stake automatically. And that's not good for decentralization. Uh, Ethereum is almost so like... I, I, I agree and disagree. Because if you just take a look at the mining companies, okay, the remaining companies, you will see that it's quite centralized. It's a very different system, though, the way the way Bitcoin and Ethereum works, where with Bitcoin... Miners are not operating node software themselves. They're either deferring to other node operators or they're running their own node operators. Wherein with proof of stake, now that those two separate tasks of mining validating being one and then node ledger validating, it's combined into one. So the incentives, to be honest, don't really matter anymore. Where Bitcoin miners couldn't take over Bitcoin with Bitcoin Cash in 2017 because all the node operators 
which are the exchanges, individuals like you and I, we can all run the node software on our computer and there's 15,000 nodes operating and only a few thousand of them are the actual miners themselves because the miners and the mining pools will end up just using one or two different nodes. They're not going to just randomly switch between them. Uh, yeah. And and at the same time with Ethereum, with Bitcoin is that I can still put any transaction into the memory pool and any miner can pick that up as long as they, they're the one mining a block. So it's almost impossible to try to take over the network fully or censor it unless you actually fork it. Where with proof of stake, you have the ability, I didn't mean to go down this whole road. I'm just, I'm a little, I'm thinking about it all the time. With proof of stake, you have the ability to, on the current chain that's moving, to censor individual specific transactions. Whereas with Bitcoin, in order to do that, you'd have to have your own orphan chain. So it's like, yep. it, it's, so it's that, I, I'm a decentralization person. It comes back to like, why are we here in the first place? But I, I love, I love amazing computing and the beautiful things that Ethereum could do. And of course, I love nature. I wish there was a way that all of Bitcoin could be run by hydroelectric power or something like that, or solar power. But I don't know if we're there yet. But that's kind of my brain dump. That's what I'm thinking about this morning. Uh, so, you, you know, first of all, I I, I told that 15, uh, September 15 is going to be a big event. I don't, you know, I can imagine, but I don't know what going to be the effect of this yeah. event on our industry. Uh, so it's it's a huge uncertainty at this point. Uh, you have a lot of, during the last, you know, three months, in all the professional chats, this is the only discussion. Yeah, how yeah everyone's like sick of hearing about it now already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, same here. So this is a very big event that anticipating uh, to see what's going on. Uh, I met, I think, Vlad Zemfir in 2015, and they there talked about proof of stake. <laughs> So it took it took them seven yeah. years. Uh, it's a huge challenge. It's a huge challenge for a big and the most successful chain in our industry. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. It really, it really is. is crazy. It's like imagine that you know Ethereum say forty two percent of a you know a forty two. It, in, t in terms of applications, more than 80% of apps build on Ethereum. Uh, so imagine that 82% of presidents of the world going to be changed in one day. <laughs> so I don't Be know great. how it will affect our planet. Uh, it's, it's huge. We are really anticipate to see its effect. And the, the, the major question, if it's, uh, it will affect it for good or for bad, I don't know yet. Uh, but, you know, uh, previously I have had a very interesting discussion regarding, you know, the our bear market. And you know what? I love it. It gives a lot of opportunity to new companies. Oh, yeah. Like the what came out of the bull market, I don't, you know, there's years, I don't remember what I was even investing in or, or like what was launching. But I remember now during this bear market, you know, it's been like almost eight companies and it's been like the evaluations are normal. And I like 
when we're building, anticipating the bull market. Because then you're building everything for now. You're learning how to survive, growing your company, cash flow management, runway. You're doing it all in the bear market. And then when the bull market comes, you can enjoy. And then, and then what happens is companies, this is another, well, I'll talk about it in a second. But then, I, but then when you're launching in a bull market, it's a lot harder to do. It's almost like people should wait. The problem is once you go from a bear market to a bull market, you have to remember your roots because you'll go back to a bear market. And we have it now. We have companies that we've invested in in the last cycle that if you don't pivot enough, you have to. What happens is, is that you have your, your core, and this is almost like a advice to any entrepreneur, is that you have your core business model be successful in the bear market. But then during the bull market, you'll figure out something else is going to start making your company money. It's just going to change. You're going to be changing very quickly. And then you're, you're going to forget your roadmap and you're going to go out and build for the demand of today, where you used to be building for the demand of tomorrow. But then when that demand of today ends, you have to remember to go back and remember what worked in the beginning and pivot back to that. See, a lot of companies, they get too big and they never let people go. They never do layoffs. They never like change their their direction. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday with with someone about this, actually. It's crazy. But you guys launched during the bear market, so it's like a really positive thing. Yeah, I really love it. I really love that we need to work harder. Uh... I love the people that still active in this this market because you know I, I remember the 2018 after our you know it's a, you're considering it's a first yeah. day crypto venture one but uh, most of the people that uh, was there just to just to, to look for the next uh, multipliers they're just uh, uh, you know leave the industry uh, at the industry, and uh, here here's the same. We see, I see many people that they, that are not active anymore because they can make this access on the, each investment. Uh, and I'm here not because of investments. I'm here because of the industry itself, because of technology, because of the biggest potential to change life of many people. Uh, so. I, I love the cycles. Uh, the cycles is needed yeah. uh, to bring bring the change. You need to work harder to success. It's harder to raise money. If you're not good enough, you will not raise money at this period of time. And uh, if you're building a right roots during the bear market, you can't do it big during the bull market. That's great advice. I mean, you were investing for for a very long time before you got into, in, in, you know, being a CEO of Magic Square and founding that. Why did you? I mean, you're in, when you're in the VC world, you get to, you know, parachute in and be the CEO for a day. You can be the CTO for one day. You can help one company. You can deal with good problems and then deal with bad problems. Why did you leave that world to start your own company again? Very good question. So after the VC world, when you're investing money in other people companies and you see all these successful guys yeah then one day yeah i i think you know when i write a first check to someone and then he's making a couple billion dollars exit i'm really jealous in the good way <laughs> yeah 
in a good way. No, no, don't take me wrong. You know, I, I, I love the success stories. I really love them. I love all the Cinderella stories when someone walks really hard and made it. And uh, with Magic Square idea, I thought it's, it was the right one. I, I, I find myself that I'm dreaming by night that I'm building this company. It's like you love Steve Jobs and what he did is a, is like a legacy thing. Do you think that you are looking for something like what will be my legacy in, in the, you know, in the crypto world? Because if yes, that is, is an amazing one. Actually, yes. <laughs> There's no better motivation than that, though. There's no better motivation the only, than that. The, the only motivation is to do something with an impact. Yeah, that will change something. Uh, I today I told with my partner Benjamin, he's amazing marketer, one of the best that I ever met. And I told him, you know, they are creating a new way to people to distribute what they build. I want to I, I want to come to every hackathon and to explain the builders that after they build their app, they need to think about the way to distribute the app about their communities. And uh, once they're building the app, they need to understand the user. And we are there to assist them to understand these users. And this is my, my motivation, you know, just uh, waking up in the morning and building because I think we are doing something good. Andre Neyman, thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and coming on my show today, giving us insight, so much insight and knowledge, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks a lot.